what's up baby what's up (laughs) (laughs) i'm really i i want to start off by just saying i you're giving me college girl vibes you're giving me <laughs> Jess went to college and like Jess didn't go to college. <laughs> so here we I are. Know, look at you with your high top converse. I think I just there was a vibe this morning. Your crew neck. It was shout out Loverboy. Loverboy University over here. Loving the Loverboys <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, this I didn't go to college. So I'm kind of feeling this little. It's like my take on school girl. <laughs> But like not school girl. I'll let you guys know how that plays out later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for the compliment. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm here for it. I like it. I feel like you're starting to find your own style, your own vibe, and it's cool to see that confidence coming through with like mm-hmm. what you're wearing. Thanks. Yeah, I always like see styles that I admire and that I like, but I just I'm like I don't think I can pull that off. Like my body shape, I have to like dress to my body shape, and I'm still like learning how to do that. Yeah, that's so, cool though. It's hard. Uh, well, this you like this you like this outfit. I do. I do. I think you can Very do chill. a lot of different things with this as a template mm-hmm. too. So like you can find a lot of different vibes throughout this. You know, just different crew necks different change up the pants i love that you're wearing like more tapered and cropped now too versus Mm -hmm. like we've moved out of the skinny jean era well also i lived in leggings for 90 percent of my life yeah i just they were comfortable i know it's funny even like when our family members see you they're like like, you're you're wearing wearing jeans jeans? (laughs) i'm like yeah i stepped (laughs) out i ventured out it's fine you know no i like it thanks yeah and your nails are just wow Thanks. So do you. Welcome to the Queer Social. My name is Jess and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Andy. My pronouns are they, them. Here we go. We did our intro early. Early. Got it down. Sometimes we've been like forgetting. We're just like chit-chatting and then we're like, woof. We're like, time has flown. That was like being halfway through professional. Yeah. Feels right. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Speaking of schoolgirl, <laughs> school, college, all the things, I feel like some people don't know that you were a college athlete. Well, I do drop hints. I, I always say, like, I feel like I. Oh, you do. You like to bring it out of the back <laughs> pocket for sure. But I think I'm talking about more like, you know, you did soccer, mm-hmm. you did college volleyball yeah yeah like me myself if i had to pick a sport that i could see for you uh-huh it would be not volleyball <laughs> it wouldn't be volleyball it'd probably be i could see soccer i could mm-hmm. also weirdly see running for you Ugh. i know i know but Yuck. i could okay yeah um not basketball? You weren't seeing that. Oh, basketball's a sport, right. Okay, so I could see basketball over soccer, actually. <laughs> I know, I just forgot it. But yeah, you I would- think if I could see anything, it would be basketball. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> basketball, yeah. It's funny you say that, because like I literally played, like I feel like, every sport under the sun. Yes. Uh, growing up, my mom wanted me to play basketball. My mom played basketball in the army. Mm. She was very good. So like, I think that was always her dream for me too, to play basketball. Mm. But I started really excelling at volleyball. Mm. And it's funny. You're just like good at it. Yeah. The the thing is with volleyball too, is I was only playing basketball or I was 
only playing volleyball to stay in shape for basketball when I first started. Mm. So like as a freshman, you know, and then, cause I played four sports. I got my varsity letter my freshman year in two of my four sports. And I was running at that time. I was doing track. I was doing hurdles. That's why I could see you little track star. Yeah. I was doing hurdles and long jump, um, at that time. And I tried pole vaulting too, but didn't work out. <laughs> I was I could just picture you <laughs> flinging your little noodle body over the <laughs> rail. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I just like always, I think I just did better at volleyball at that time. And my love for basketball had been phased out in high school. I was going, doing everything against my mom. So yeah. it was like my mom wanted me to play basketball. I was like, watch this. I'm not going right. to play basketball. I'm going to do really well at this other sport. But yeah, I just got really good at volleyball and excelled from there and then went to college, played, and finished out my career at uh, Cal State. And they actually just won the national championship, which is fucking awesome. So yeah. um, really good program there. But yeah, I don't think a lot of people would have pegged me for a volleyball player either. Yeah, I. But after you said basketball, I was like, basketball. I yeah. could have totally seen that. And I, I do think back, I'm like, I think I could have had a really good basketball career mm -hmm. what could you what do you peg me as what as an I, athlete yeah wait how do I say that maybe not peg me like what do you <laughs> what do you what do I look like what could I have done I th I think when I look at you you could have done soccer I think I think you would have been do a I good look like a soccer girl kind of like mm -hmm. I think especially like your they legs so your cool, legs are very so. deceptive oh like you deceptive. have like in the fact of like you have very very athletic legs <laughs> that's insinuating the rest of me isn't athletic no i'm just saying like that's you deceptive. have like runner legs like you have okay. very defined calves like it. and i like calves i think that's like i think calves are sexy mm -hmm. <laughs> but i i think i think you do match up to being a horse girl okay that's an athlete i don't get it no it's a great thing but like horse girls have a known reputation of being like a little weird <laughs> Like a little, sorry, horse girls. I am one. I am a horse girl. There is they, a reputation out there. People fucking send me those videos of like the horse girls jumping over the jumps themselves. <laughs> and I'm like, is it? What is that fucking I never called? Did that. It's like huge in Sweden, but they're literally on like the toy horses and they run around and they. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen it. Don't subscribe. <laughs> it's to that. so funny, but it's like a legit thing. So no hate. Yeah. Or I was going to say softball, but. I'll take softball. I don't, I just don't know. I feel like I could have been good at softball if I tried it. Are you I, good with hand-eye coordination though? I think so. Because. <laughs> I'm just scared of balls coming at my face. That's what I'm scared of. So a, a big part of it is you can't be afraid of that. Because like there's. Ducking, <laughs> ducking. <laughs> No, when you're I not you batting, I'm aware. you're getting a ball thrown at you. No, I know. Or hit at you. I honestly do think if I did it, I'd be good at it. If you could pick one sport to be incredible at, what would it be? Probably basketball. Really? I think so. Actually, now that you say softball, fuck it up. So, oh, softball or <laughs> basketball, yeah. I played basketball, for those that don't know. I was a little b-ball player back in the day. She was. And just don't. I mean, look, she is really good at playing like horse and pig. I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes like I feel like you could hustle some people. I don't know, babe. I think That's you nice could. Of you. But the thing is, is like sometimes you throw the ball nowhere I'm near the hoop. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next topic. And when it comes to softball, do you remember when I taught you how to throw a ball? 
No. This is like a tale as old as time. As t- <laughs> this is a tale as old as time between two lesbians, okay? I feel like there's always one that teaches the other one how to throw something. <laughs> you, it just didn't click, I feel like. I'm over this. <laughs> I'm actually over it. Um, this, You know what's interesting is like talking about things that people like wouldn't expect. Yeah. Um, Our job histories, like what we've done in the past. So, wow. yeah, I worked at Abercrombie. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I totally yeah. forgot. Yeah, I worked at Abercrombie. <laughs> I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch and the I don't know if anyone's ever seen that movie, but it's pretty fucking accurate. So I'll just leave it there. Yeah, yeah, it's it. it's the pretty, documentary. Yeah, the documentary on it. And I actually was asked twice to like possibly be flown out to campus to like do modeling pictures mm-hmm. and stuff. Never happened because I was playing college volleyball at the time and you can't be paid at that time. NCA didn't allow you to be paid um, outside for like any type of brand or any situation like mm. that. So they took away my my chances of being one of the only mixed girls on a fucking Abercrombie wow. bag. Fuckers. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. But yeah. But yeah, I could totally, I could, I could see it back in the day just based off of like what you looked like back then, I think. I could yeah. see, I could like put two and two together. To me, the most surprising job is a dog groomer. Like you groomed yeah. dogs for years and you worked at um, holistic, like, or you did holistic pet nutrition, mm-hmm. like hand in hand. Yeah. Um, but that's just like, so I've never seen a dog groomer that looks like you. <laughs> Like truly, I would get my dog groomed weekly, which probably like isn't even allowed. Like you were just here. Like I know. You could bring them fine. in for a nail trim or like a nail buff. Yeah, whatever I need. The anal glands, oh. the nails, whatever don't, we got to do. That's not the move. Like you don't want the person you're trying to hit on to go fucking. But if it was the only service left, I would do it. <laughs> I love animals more than I like people. It's true. The people who are closest to me know that. It's true. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Grooming was an adventure. I still... I don't know. I still could get down, I think, with it. You were good at it. Yeah. Just so I would never expect you to have that job. Well, let's let's go down your job history. What you got? I was a preschool teacher, which like on the nose fits me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I, preschool, did- I was a teacher's aide, actually. So like I'm not an actual teacher, but yeah. Yeah, teacher's aide. You pretty much were a preschool teacher, though. I remember coming in a couple times, like, come pick you up for lunch and stuff. And, like, it was so cute looking at, like, listening to all the kids call you Miss Jessica. I know. And then they were, like, two and three. Miss Jetcha. Yeah, they couldn't say my name. It was Miss Jetcha most of the time. It was so cute. And then I worked at Wave Rave for a little while. Did a yeah, little shout retail. out. She had to name drop. She had to name drop. Because if you know, you know. Wave Rave is one of the most sought after, like, snowboard places to go to mm-hmm. go shop for retail to like even just like watch fucking videos of people mm-hmm. like it's sick yeah um and living in mammoth yes mm-hmm. it is probably the premier place to go all the celebrities if they snowboard go to wave rave i'll never forget when <laughs> when uh you were working and I, it was super late and i was right before you guys were closing so i came by and was looking at some new snowboard shit and then lo and behold i turned around and Kendall Jenner and Harry Styles are there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Andy, you see Kendall? <laughs> so natural. Um, what is after? What's after Wave, Wave Rave? Rave? We oh, production. Went, yeah. I did production for how many years? Like, I want to say it was like eight years or like seven. Yeah. Seven or eight years. Yeah. Yeah. For reality TV. Mm-hmm. That was 
Woo, that was a wild few years. I worked my ass off. That was fucking crazy. Um, but I did story producing and I loved it. But it was just, um, it took a lot of my life. Even before production though, you, I thought one of the craziest things, when I first met you, you were a makeup artist. I was an apprenticing makeup artist. So okay. I wanted to like learn to see if that's something that I wanted to do. So mm-hmm. I um, shadowed a well-known makeup artist in the industry who does stuff for like TV shows. Got it. And so I shadowed her um, for months and did like an internship. This is when unpaid internships were a thing. <laughs> and I, and I, I did that. I did that for yeah. too long. Probably. And you know what? <laughs> now that we're saying this, cause it was unpaid. That was one of the reasons you didn't want me to come out to visit when I, we first started dating. You were going to like stand me up for an unpaid internship. Yeah. Well, I was also <laughs> nervous to meet you. So I was like, oh, don't come. I'm so busy, which I was busy. With work. It was work for me, but I wasn't getting paid to work. It was so <laughs> fucked up. Do you remember that like you legitimately would hide me in hotels? When we first started dating? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I did. Well, also I wasn't out yet and I wanted you to come visit, but I didn't have anywhere for you to stay because I was yeah. living at my parents' house. So there was no, I had no choice but to get you a hotel room. And at fucking 19 years old, I did not have a ball and budget. So no, it was fine though. It was fine because I also didn't have a ball and budget either. Oh, I remember staying with you in Fresno at that hotel and it was horrible. <laughs> It was fucking horrible. I don't know how we, like nothing about how we first started dating was glamorous, really. Like it was just chaos. No, it's funny because like, I think that just showed like just how different we were too, like how different we grew up, everything, yeah. you know? And like when you're broke, you, we we made it work. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't, it, <laughs> yes, I wasn't out either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or you know what I mean? Like my mom thought that I was in California to visit your sister. <laughs> to visit my sister and in hopes to find a new volleyball team to play for mm-hmm. at that time, a new college to go to. Like three weeks after I stopped going to college, she was like, oh, you get, you're already out there looking for stuff. And I'm like, sure thing, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for stuff, but not that. <laughs> looking for a lot of things, yeah. but definitely not that. So yeah, we stayed in some sketchy, sketchy places. Mm-hmm. But you were a ride or die from the beginning. There was like mattresses out. There was like I mean, it, it was, was just it was stain city. It whatever was trap, you, it was, it was trap city. That's yeah. what it was, and it was fine. it's fine. It's fine because, like I said, I in those moments, that's when I like you were my down girl. Like mm-hmm. you were, you were. Oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like... Slap that title right on my forehead. (laughs) I love it. I'm a down girl. Yeah, you were down for whatever was happening because you knew that I was trying to better my life. You knew that I was trying to just be a better person, find happiness, like just do the right things, get back on track. Mm -hmm. And I had to start from somewhere. Yeah. And I started from a very low point, Mm -hmm. you know, and you were with me through every stage of that. And man, I just, I'm grateful for you. Oh, thanks babe. Yeah. We've been through a lot of stages of our life together and I'm grateful for you too. Thanks. Yeah. When we first started dating too, I remember like 
when we would go out to dinner or like go on dates and stuff, it was one of those things. I think with, and it's traditionally, right, if with a male and a female, like people are expecting the male to pay for a first yes. date. And then when you go on a first date- As with, a queer person? Yeah, <laughs> with two people of the same sex, it was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. What's the vibe here? We're not really like guided on- the schematics of queer dating, right? Like yeah. who does pay for the the first date? I think I would go for whoever ask. Mm-hmm. I always try to pay for you people. You do. Like I'm always like, uh, I got it. Yeah. Don't worry. Because like to me, it's, it's like a love language too. It's like showing that I care. It's like mm-hmm. I want to treat you to this. And I also love food. So I'm like, let me, let me just treat you something <laughs> nice here. Okay. You know? No, I always felt that too. I think that for us specifically, like, in the beginning, I definitely tried to be the one to pay for certain things, but you also knew that I just moved to California. I just started paying rent. I just started like doing all these things Mm -hmm. that cost a lot of money. So our beginning stages, I feel like we never really like dated. We talk about this, but yeah, we didn't date. We didn't really like, we did did a few here and there like to get to know each other, but then we were just like hang ourselves in the bedroom and just (laughs) hang out. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, we Netflix and chilled a lot. A lot. That that is how we got to know each other. Like <laughs> I got Netflix to know you chilling. really well between season one through five of <laughs> Vampire Diaries. <laughs> like what happened again? Well, we rewatched it like eight hundred times, yeah. so now we really know. But yeah. yeah, I feel like when you first start dating somebody, like you just don't know in in that kind of regard of like who's gonna do what. Yeah, you know. And also, I feel like that happens a lot in queer relationships is like people expect maybe the more mask person or like mm-hmm. the stud of the relationship to to like take on the role of. I think that a lot of people have that misconception of like just because you're masculine presenting that you don't have like not femininity but yes femininity yeah, and sense. sensitivities and things like that like yeah a lot of people think that you're supposed like i'm just hard yeah or like, like that the mask takes on the persona of what would be the boyfriend or husband or whatever yeah, the traditional like, gender yes. roles of what a man would be yeah they I just think. slap them on you because of the way you look when really like andy's more sensitive than i am <laughs> Do not get that twisted. <laughs> I am not more sensitive than you. Okay. I am uber sensitive around you because you are my person. Yes. But do I show the world that I'm sensitive? No. Not really. Mm-hmm. On the TV show, I had some traumatic <laughs> moments. That was to- That's not the same situation. In my day-to-day, am I an emotional person? No. A lot of times you have to be like, okay, let's be sympathetic here. Like, mm-hmm. let's be empathetic here. Let's try to look at it from a feelings point of view ra- rather than like what makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because the minute something doesn't make sense to me, my attitude turns on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's where I get very detached from s- certain things. So it's not my first, it's not my first nature to go at something emotionally. Um, whereas for you, that is how you lead your life is through emotions, your feelings. Mm-hmm. A lot of people expect like mass presenting or like studs to be just like this hard thing. And it's like, don't get me twisted. Like, yeah, like I can be that. But I also like, I like flowers. I like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you want to like, be out on a date? I like baths, yeah. like bath time, bubble baths. I like, 
I don't know. I still like that shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So don't get it twisted. Yeah. The other day I, you were like, I don't know, a date was brought up and you're like, are you going to ask me on a date? And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I forget I have to do that because yeah. I am like, well, I'm also just like not romantic at all, but I was thinking, I <laughs> That's was like, facts. like I'm not romantic at all. You mm-hmm. are the romance I literally have it tatted on me. <laughs> yeah. Like this, like the time I met you, you were very, um, what is Juliet and who? Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Romeo and Juliet. Very like, even your vows to me at our wedding, yeah. like that is just you to the core. Mm-hmm. And I am 100% not that. Yeah. I'm good with my <laughs> words, but like romance, it's okay, I, I could use some work. Yeah. I mean, look. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to a little romance here and there from you, but yeah. at the same time, like you as a person and your energy give me mm-hmm. so much that it's like it don't I'm good. Yeah. I'm Gucci. Okay. Yeah. Can't also, have it all, you know? What? We can't have it all. Yeah. There's certain things like give and take, and it's like I would get rid of the romance for the rest of your life mm-hmm. with you if I could keep all the other things that you give me. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. I think this could be a hot take because I don't think a lot of people feel this way, but I'm not saying that I don't like dating. I'm not saying that, but we (laughs) don't date. Like we don't go on dates even from the beginning. Like you mentioned, like that was, that was never something in our relationship. We never really dated. I think Mm -hmm. that we, we started hot and heavy with a lot of things, but like we would go to dinner here and there. But like we feel comfort of getting food and bringing it back to the house. Like I know sometimes you want to go on a date. Mm -hmm. Like I get that. Mm -hmm. But we like to go pick up food, come back, watch our favorite show, watch what we're going to do, eat how we want to eat in the comfort of our own home. (laughs) Yeah. Our dates just look different, I think, than other people. Like it's not a traditional date. Like let's get get out, get ready, get dressed, go to a bar, go Mm -hmm. to a dinner, go do an activity like we just don't do those types of things. I think dating for us is like the little moments we get um, in like that we make a moment. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, like the other night, Milo went down a little bit later than normal mm-hmm. and we were like, fuck it, let's take a bath together. Yeah. It's like those little things where it's like, and we watched a, a show in the bathroom, in the bathtub, in the bathroom. <laughs> well, that too, but it no. sounds crazy. <clears throat> yeah. We, we ended up, you know, watching, a show in the bathtub like mm-hmm. we had chocolate like it was nice we yeah. just had like a little and it wasn't even anything crazy we just mm-hmm. literally like chilled out and i was like that's nice yeah like, we should do that more often to yeah. just relax and like decompress and stuff so like we used to just do car dates where we would just go on a drive and yeah. then we'd have like a picnic in the trunk yeah like make a charcuterie board and just like sit in the back and somewhere <laughs> pretty yeah, and, and when we lived in Mammoth, we would go and we drive and like put Inus up in the forest yeah. and just like chill and listen to music. Yeah, our dates are, I think we just don't do traditional dates like movies, yeah. bowling. Mm-hmm. It's just not our, no, no. Not, not the jam. No, we like to be a little bit more intimate. Yes, I agree. Yeah, private. I think we like more privacy. Speaking of privacy, <laughs> it's so funny trying, so- Obviously, like what we do for our life part time is content create. Yeah. And when we create content in public, 
Lord help Andy. It is a travesty. Andy has like an internal and external panic attack. <laughs> like an external because it visibly shows. Like oh. we'll be like, I'll be like, okay, babe, now look at me. Give me blue steel. Andy will do blue steel. And then someone will walk around the bend and Andy's like, ooh, abort, abort. Oh. Like, ooh. <laughs> the clouds today, Jay. Look at the fucking clouds. I'm like, dude, oh, you're never going to see these people again. But I think also, too, I wasn't 100% confident in who I was. Yeah. So, like, when you're not 100% confident in who you are, how can you present that confidence to the world? Who cares what they think? It goes back to, like, us saying, talk about me. You don't know me. Yeah. Like, you have no idea who I am. So, I'm saying some days I'm in it. Some days I'm, like, way more comfortable. And then other days I'm like, oh, God, I'm so cringe. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> I totally get it. So yeah, I'd rather wait for people not be around to get the shot than yeah. to have somebody just walking right by. Yeah. Granted, like I said, being on a TV show has definitely like softened that mm -hmm. a lot for me because there's no control there. You have literally no control. Whereas UGC and like making your own content, you have full control. Yeah. In a sense. So you're like, cut, cut, everyone hold, <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> Do it again. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Isn't it crazy how much Instagram has evolved since we started dating? Like when you think about yes. creating content, like we would have never mm -mm. thought that this would be what we're doing. No. Andy, I'm pretty sure on your Instagram, you posted a picture of you like with Anakin shitting. Like Anakin was like shitting and you were like holding him on the leash and it was like a picture of you on yeah. the grass or something. And like that was your Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> It but, was, but I think it's because I just posted whatever the fuck I wanted. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it was not a thing. It wasn't aesthetic. You didn't have to worry about aesthetic. You didn't have to do anything. Like literally you're picking up dog shit. I still try to not worry about aesthetic too, too much. Yeah. Like, yes, I'll post like some stuff that is very like aligned with the brand, mm -hmm. you know, of what your Instagram is as a, as like a um, content creator, but yeah, I posted like random shit all the time. Mm -hmm. It did not matter. No. It didn't matter. It could be literally like. But also, you were so hot. It didn't matter. So <laughs> I was like, oh my God, look at them picking up dog shit. Ha ha. Like fucking commenting. You like, did. I know. I you commented did. on it. Yeah. I'm like cute dog. It's like his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you like no one gave a shit about Yo. Instagram back then. Yo. You know? That, I know. And I think one of the other posts that like really got you too was literally just my truck and my dirt bike and my dog. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a trifecta. Like, the times have changed. I'll just tell you that. Times have absolutely changed with social media. Yeah. If you could go back to a memory in our relationship. Um, or just just something that happened in our relationship, a time in our relationship, what would it be? I think I would want to go back to, I know, it sounds weird for people who are listening or watching, but like Fresno days, like just going back to the relationship as a beginning and, and feeling like the overwhelming sense of like lust and love and excitement of talking to somebody new I think that's what I would want to feel again. Just cause like, you know, you know, when so it's been 10 years, like mm -hmm. just to revisit that intense feeling yeah. when we first started dating would be really cool. I have to say that that is like actually shocking to me that you would pick that because that was like, wait, can I change it? 
my neighbor was like cooking next to us. I know. Like, no, that you know what I mean? Like you were, I'm just saying like, that just shows like how fucking down you were. Like that shows like that you are a real one because it's like you chose to go back to one of the, uh, the hardest, hardest times. Hardest times, but also just like the feeling that we had for each other. Like the mm. surroundings didn't matter to me. No. Like to me, it, if I could change my answer, it would be Mammoth. Like our mm. first year that we lived in Mammoth because that was the one of the best times of my life. Yeah. But facts. that is similar. It, those go hand in hand around the same period. It's just we moved to a different place. Um but that was 100% one of my favorite like moments with you and I is just like living in the trees and the forest mm-hmm. and just like yeah. snowboarding. Snowboarded and- every day. We were like snowboard rats. Yeah. Literally like didn't change out of, like kept our unders on <laughs> for most of the day. Lived in it. <laughs> Lived, breathed, snowboarding and hanging in the trees. That was like our life. That was our life. Yeah. That would be mine. What's yours? Oh man, it sounds it sounds crazy, but it might be lightning in a bottle. What? Yeah. Wait, that's fucking psycho to me. Okay. Because yeah. Lightning in a bottle was traumatic. In a in a sense it it was, but we I don't think I've ever felt more alive in that moment with you because we hitchhiked. That's what I'm saying when I think back to the story, y'all, you have no idea. <laughs> I'll like, let me hear your side of it and then I'll tell you. This was one of like the first big test of our relationship Mm, of like, it was a festival, right? So like we had fun, Mm -hmm. we did some things, we experimented with some other thing. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we had that side of it. We experienced really good music. um, And then towards one of the latter days of the festival, I ended up getting really sick. I had, um, an asthma, I was having an asthma attack. Mm -hmm. Um, and we, we had to figure it out because once you're in the festival, you're locked in the festival. You can't leave essentially like your car, nothing can leave. Yeah. You can't go in and out. It's not that type of, yeah. And we are also, I think at this time, this festival was like 30 or 40 miles from the the nearest city. Mm -hmm. It was, it was really far off. It was on a reservation. I think it was the most challenging thing that I think I've done in my life, like in real life Mm -hmm. at that point of time. And I got to, it was our first challenge as a couple and we fucking crushed it. And I saw that you were there for me. Okay. So the way that I remember it was literally one of the most traumatic experiences. One of, because you had a full blown asthma attack. We were in the desert. Mm -hmm. The inhaler wasn't doing it for you anymore. Your throat was basically closing. And we went to the medics and they were like, you need to go to like the hospital. You need to go yeah. like a doctor. Weird that they didn't call 911. They didn't call an yeah. ambulance or anything. But they were basically like, you got to get to the nearest city and go to an urgent care. And we were like, okay, which is crazy. I don't think because it, it was a new festival, they weren't equipped to handle mm-hmm. this type of like scenario for you, um, which is wild. Yeah. Um, they had drug testing kits. They had all that type of stuff. But, but they didn't have a fucking... They didn't have called? a nebulizer. A nebulizer. Like, come on. <laughs> so they were like, you got to go. And we were like, we don't have a vehicle. Our vehicle was used in our campsites. So mm-hmm. We literally could not 
leave with our car. Yeah. Otherwise, we and they didn't let cars out of the campsite. Exactly. So we had to walk to the front of the festival and fucking hitchhike a ride. And the people who were working there were trying to help us. Like, hey, mm-hmm. are you going to the city? Are you going? Is anybody going to the closest town? And then this one person, the the lady came up with her walkie-talkie. She's like, I got someone. We were like, thank God. Thank the fucking God. And then this big-ass blue monster truck pulls up. And by the way, when I say monster truck, it's not your typical, that like, anything you'd see on it's the road. It's not just a lifted you truck. You need a fucking ladder to get into the car, okay? <laughs> like, he lowered a ladder. And I was like, are you joking me right now? I was already having a panic attack. <laughs> Because my partner's dying, <laughs> literally throat closing. And I was like, okay, fuck, Andy, we ha- we just have to, we got to get in this. So we get in the truck. These guys are a little scary. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I was a little scared. Yeah. But it was our only, at that point, it was like our only situation we had. Yeah. Because it was miles and miles from the closest town. So we were like, all right, we just got to go. They were going to like the, get beer, liquor store. Yeah. And we were like, good, we need a doctor. So we'll, <laughs> we'll come with you. So we get in the car. They blast their music so fucking oh. loud. This is like the beginning of like dubstep era. Like uh, Skrillex was huge right now. Yeah. Like huge. Yeah. And vaping where like you buy like all the pieces to like make your own vape thing. huge like the big clouds this is when this shit was popping off okay so i was internally thinking like we're gonna this is how we die like right now is how we die but then they decided to smoke (laughs) hot box the car i forgot i forgot they fucking hot box the car and annie's dying throat closing (laughs) literally cannot breathe if you have asthma you know what this is like yeah it's scary as fuck full-blown clouds like can't can't even see doing this can't even see andy can't even see you through the fucking smoke clouds mind you we're also going like 90 down the interstate it felt oh, like they were going 120 the, these fuckers in this fucking truck you feel like you're just floating <laughs> and i literally we were on our way to the end this was going to be the end of us eventually we fucking made it okay but it was the worst car ride of our entire fucking Mm -hmm. life so for you to say this was the best memory is shocking to me okay i think jaw on the floor i I, not i won't say it was the best memory but if i could i don't even want to go back to revisit that yeah the whole thing sucked after i started saying it i think it's because i felt so much love for you in that moment because you fucking took care of you you took care of me yeah like you and mind you once we got to fucking paso robles they dropped us off at a grocery store we walked to an urgent care that had moved two weeks previous so we got i walked with an asthma attack yeah a mile one direction just to read them saying, we've now moved to our new location as of this date. And it was literally like two weeks before. By the way, no Ubers in this town. No Ubers. Okay. This was before Ubers time. Yes. No taxis in this town. Nothing. It was, we had, we had to walk. So we hitchhike again. And that was, we happen. literally ended up walking another mile in the opposite direction to the same fucking urgent care that had moved. I get in there and they yak me up with three fucking mm-hmm. breathing treatments yep. back to back. And I was go I was golden after that. I was like I was Gucci, but man. Man is right. Insane. But then we went back to the festival. We went back, had a good weekend. <laughs> it was all fine. This is like when you're young and nothing matters. You so f- yeah. after that we were like, let's party. Yeah. But that was that was crazy. We still had a really good time. We did. 
the fact but that, that is, is when we thought we were invincible yeah. that is not my favorite story of but us come I don't, on now all that time <laughs> it's not <laughs> you regret your answer i do regret it's my too answer bad. time's up yeah sorry <laughs> well instead of having a time that like i actually wanted to revisit we got a time that i don't want to revisit in a sense but i just think it was really cool that like that early on in our relationship that you just showed up and you did anything for me hmm. you took care of me when i literally physically couldn't do anything yeah that makes sense so you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, are you ready for Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? Never. Let's do it. Wow. The enthusiasm is just like oozing out of you right now. What is the longest river in the world? Um, can this be multiple choice? That would be fun. That's not how this game works. <laughs> um, I don't know a lot of rivers. <laughs> like, the Mississippi and the Nile is what's coming to like mind okay. right now. Okay. Well, if you can tell me where the Nile is located, we'll scratch this whole question and make it that. Africa. That. There you go. Oh <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. It was the Amazon though. Oh yeah. I wouldn't, I didn't know Amazon river. I had no idea. <laughs> we should just cut it there. Right. We should just cut it there because if you didn't know the Amazon river was a thing, Babe, I told you I didn't know a lot of rivers. It's not a good look. Sorry. Well, I feel like the whole time, like in the 90s, we were all taught that we all get our oxygen from the Amazon forest and we're chopping it down over and over and over again. I must have missed that class. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you got you got kind of one. Nile is yeah. in Africa. Great job. Okay, good. Proud we of you. We did that. Wrap it up. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's all we got today. Um, thank you guys for joining us. If you like this episode, if you like our content, if you could like, comment, subscribe, follow along, send it to a friend, mm -hmm. follow us at Two Babes, One Barn and The Queer Social. That's it. See you next time. See you later. Uh -huh. Damn.